Hi, welcome to the Mastermind Project podcast. My name is Brian McRae. I'm the founder of the Mastermind Project. And this podcast is intended to help you grow as a leader, to grow in productivity, and also to grow in relationships. Those are the three topics that we will always talk about here at the Mastermind Project. Chances are you're a small business owner or maybe a commissioned sales professional and you're looking to grow. And we know that growth doesn't happen accidentally. It happens intentionally. So once a month, we host an event designed to help givers grow. And so that's what we're here for. And this podcast is taken from a general session of a portion of our live event, uh, which we've now gone to virtual uh, as of 2020. So if you're comfortable, please join us. Feel free to join us. And you can go to www.brianckmcrae.com. And you can register for our next event, which is the third Thursday of the month. So sit back and enjoy the shared learning experience here of the Mastermind Project. All right. So the power of storytelling. By the way, anybody know what that is? One word. It's a globe. The interesting thing is, as we talk about the power of storytelling, and some have said that, that storytelling may be the most powerful tool ever created when it comes to um, creating influence. And storytelling, an example of that was a guy named Rob Walker. And um, Rob Walker, um, what Rob did is he went out and he purchased a bunch of items. He looked for items all across. And what he was trying to do is see if, if storytelling could have an how, how impactful he was trying to prove that storytelling was, was the most useful tool when it came to communicating and building influence. And so what he did is he went out and he bought somewhere between 100 and 200 items. And he was trying to spend as little as possible on these items. He found this globe. Now, as you can see, it's not very big. Not much, you know, probably less than the size of a dollar. And you can see the penny there next to it. But what he did is he then went out for every item that he bought. He went out into and he looked for writers. And he said, I want you to take this item. And he got different items. He said, I want you to take this item and I want you to write a story about it. And what he wanted to see is if he put those items up for bid, up for auction, what would people pay for it based off the story that was told? Now, what you're going to find is that this globe, uh, I, I believe Rob paid about $1.49 for it. So after putting it up for, uh, uh, after having a, a, a a writer write a story around it, tell a story about this globe. What they found was, is that when they put it up for auction, all of these items continually went for multiples of what they were purchased for, all because of the story that was associated. As a matter of fact, anybody want to take a guess? Go over to the chat box and just, what do you think this globe sold for? It was bought for $1.49. Anybody want to take a stab? Tom says $149. Somebody says $100. Look, we haven't even done anything. Look, look what already, yeah, David Adams is typing in. I don't know how David got into, uh, <laughs> into being able to write $15 he put in there. So the, um, what I would say to you, though, is if you take a look at this, um, I see $150. I see $200. Well, whoever said $200 um, gets the closest because it was $197.50. Now, if you take a look at the ROI, of just putting a story behind something, it's like a 13,000% increase in the value of that, or the perceived value of that globe. So that's the power of storytelling. And by the way, he found that out. Every time a story was attached with an item, 
its perceived value in the marketplace went up substantially. And in this case, 13,000%. So as we take a look at story, he went on and it's a great story. His name is Rob Walker. You can look it up and you can see all the items. It's pretty interesting to see what they've, I believe he sold them all on eBay. But um, so that was the power. And the reason that that happens, um, there's some studies that have been done about the power of, of storytelling. And what it really is, is it ties into the emotional cocktail of what we, of how our brains work. There's four chemicals that, that, will, that will move through our brain. You guys have all heard these or may have heard these in the past, but they're dopamine, endorphins, oxytocin, and serotonin. And those all have an impact on how we feel. So, you know, for instance, dopamine, it's the, it's the anticipation. It's the happiness drug that runs through our veins. The endorphins is how we, it's our fight or flight. It's what we fight for in most cases. And then oxytocin, um, well, that's the empathy. That's the, connect, that's the connection chemical that runs through our brain. That's why, that's why most of you show up here. You get the ability to connect. And then we know in a referral-based business, it takes connection. If you want to build a business through strategic partners and have other people refer you, you've got to be able to connect. We've got to be able to tell, have a way for oxytocin to be distributed in the people that we know, like, and trust. That's how we build those three, three commodities or those three things within other people. And then serotonin, really, that's the good. It's what determines a good mood or a bad mood. But those chemicals, that chemical cocktail is what creates connection. It creates happiness. And so story is what creates that. Now, you might say as we're here, and most of us here are in, here in a business context. And if you want to drive sales as that last, uh, as the globe experiment that we just talked about, a 13,000% increase, you might say that's the best way to drive sales. But the first thing I want to do though, is talk about how we use this personally. Because as I mentioned earlier, this event is designed to help you grow personally and professionally. And it's been time and time again, you talk to any expert, we have to grow personally before we can, we can grow professionally. So I wanna talk about a personal story because this is more than just about sales. Because candidly, for those of you who know, you saw that I've, I've got the, I'm part of the McRae mortgage team and I've been in the mortgage industry for the better part of two decades. And I've had some success. I'm not here to talk about that component of it. But the point is, when I started in the business, I left a six-figure job. And I got into the straight commission world of, of home financing. And I had some success. My sales were going up. But what I quickly found out is that I had, you know, I was almost the guy that had a pocket full of money, but a house full of strangers. So as we talk about business success and trying to win at, at work, please know. We have to start personally, but as that success happens, I want to try to make sure that we don't have a people here, uh, this, this room. I, don't, I want you to have a house full of people that love you and support you and a pocket full of money. Those two things can happen. So as we talk about that, the first story that I want to get into is really your version of special. You see, because here's what happens. When I got into the mortgage business, what I did is I was out trying to just build a business. And I had some success and I'll be candid with you. I, within the first five years of the business, I was ranked in the top 1% of mortgage professionals in the country. Now, I don't say that to impress you, just to impress upon you. If you wanna build something in business, that's awesome. But I believe each one of you can build something special. And that means that we're winning at work and at home. I don't believe that the two, have to, one has to be sacrificed for the other to succeed. So when we talk about building your version of special, there's a little exercise that we go through about that story. Some of you 
you know, and I've walked all kinds of people, every member of the academy, I've taught on this, and this is really called, it's your vision story. And I'll share this with you because in 2013, I put this together. This changed my career. Now, you can't tell, and hopefully, you, uh, even if you tried, you probably can't read my handwriting. But this is a board that I picked up at Lowe's one weekend, and I was frustrated. I felt like I had more to offer. Candidly, there were some things going on where, you know, my kids were getting bigger, and I felt like I was not being the dad that I should be or the husband that I should be. And I decided that I was going to change things. My, my wife, my kids were gone for a weekend at, uh, at, a, dance, <laughs> at a dance recital. And um, I went to Lowe's, I got a whiteboard, I went and got some dry erase markers, and I just tried to determine what I wanted. It was a question that somebody had asked me, and I didn't have a good answer for it. I knew I wanted to be successful at work, but I didn't know what it meant to be successful outside of work. I had some desires, but I never took time to get them out of my head. And you may have heard me say in the past, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but when the desire comes, it's like the tree of life. That's a, a, a verse uh, from, from Proverbs. But what I want you to do is I want you to take a look. What, do you, what are you trying to build? Write this down. What is your version of special? And I'm going to cover, because this is the story. This is how you get emotionally connected to what you're trying to build. Because I'll be honest with you. How many of you like picking up the phone and calling strangers? Not many of you. How many of you are looking at your, at, at your, at your goals and saying, I don't know how many, look, being, in, being a small business owner or a commission sales press, professional, we don't know what we're going to make. We have no idea what the, what, the, what the third quarter, the fourth quarter looks like because we're on straight commission and we're relying on building a business. It's tough work. But if we don't have a story in our head about what we're trying to build outside of work to drive us on what we're doing inside of work, it's going to be tough to be successful. And if you are successful in work, but not at home, that's not a real good definition of success. So what I want you to do, and again, I'm not trying to, you guys can, I'm just sharing with you. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to break down the process that I went through when I put this together. And there's some things on there that I had no idea were going to happen. But what I decided to do was what, what, what did I want? And there are some, uh, there's some things in there. Now, you'll notice there's some big circles on there. Those are called areas of life. And I'm going to walk you through all of this, and I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to give you four questions today to hopefully ignite something inside of you that will create a desire or extract the desire so that you get it on a piece of paper. Because many of you in this room have put, done this exercise and are accomplishing some crazy, amazing things and winning at home, having great relationships with your family having experiences outside of work that are meaningful, all because you're driving to a vision, your version of special. All right, so let's walk through those. You guys, you guys want four questions that'll help you build your version of special? Give me a thumbs up. Let me know here, Richard's like, I'm all in. Richard, you've been doing that for 10, you've been all in all for 10 years. Thank you, <laughs> that's awesome. All right, so let's go through this. This is called your radically referable vision story. This is the story that you've got to implant in your head. If you'll remember, we talked about this. This when you're meeting with people and you've got a vision of where you're going, the number one thing, every one of you in this room, if you hang around this event, you're probably a giver. And one of the top things that successful givers have that unsuccessful givers who experience burnout, lack of results. So if you wanna be a giver, an unproductive giver, ignore this, ignore this today. But if you wanna be successful, the number one thing, when Adam Grant did his study is 
He said that successful givers know where they're going. They give abundantly, but they know where they're going. You have to know what you're going. What are you trying to build? People, because when you engage with the right people, the right strategic partners, the, the people who are going to refer you the most, they want to know what your vision is. Because I'm telling you, the, the people in this community, when they connect, they're trying to figure out, they want to hear, they want to see something exciting from the person they're talking to because they want to be able to help. So always have a vision about what you're trying to build. So question number one, pick a date. What is your preferred future date? I want you to imagine. Now I'm going to encourage you to pick a date that's at least three years out. So we've got some accelerate numbers in here. Um, and they're all, they've all got a date that they're working on. Their project is they're putting their, their preferred future date is January of 2025, a little over three years out. And every one of them is putting what they want their, what their future to look like in January of 2025. Just pick a date. Pick a date that's important to you. Pick a date that's in the future. Pick something that you'll remember. Okay? Pretty easy. Now, the second thing, don't worry about getting the details yet. Just start with... What are the most important areas of life to you? Not to the person next to you on this call, not the person in the office next to you if you're at the office, not your significant other that's walking around. What's most important to you? The areas of life that are most important to you. You know, five that I'm working on currently you'll, that you'll see from me pretty consistently is faith, my fitness, my family fun, and finances. Those are the five that I'm focused on. Some of you might add some others, but those are five that you, whatever you, whatever areas of life are most important to you, they should be big rocks. So what areas of life are most important to you? And then this one, what do you desire? What freedom do you want in those areas of life? What do you want? What do you desire? And what freedoms do you want? in those areas of life by, your, by that preferred future date. So that little whiteboard exercise that I gave you, I called a mind map, or it is a mind map. I don't call it that. I didn't coin that term, but it's a mind map. Now, some of you might feel great about opening up a Word document. Some of you might go get a notepad, but here's my encouragement to you. Spend some time on this question right here. What do you want? What do you want in those areas of life? Now, when it came to finances, please note, those are personal finances, not business finances. Because the next question is how much commission and or profit do you need to accomplish those desires and freedoms in the areas of life that are most important to you by that preferred future date? Now, you'll notice that all these build off of each other. Most people just start with the question number four. I'm going to go out and make as much money as I can. And they don't know why they're doing it. So these four questions asked in that order, and you spend some time on that. And candidly, some of you are going to rock it out. I don't know if Diane Collins is here today, but we did a workshop on this several years ago. And in about 20 minutes, she had a mind map that just absolutely was astounding. And you looked at it, and candidly, I was like, wow, if you get all that, that'll be amazing. She did it in less than two years. And some of you, if you're on the, you know, I was on the slow train. That what you saw, that whiteboard that you saw was an entire day, but it was stuff that I had been pondering for a long time and I got frustrated. 
That's why that verse from Proverbs made so much sense and resonated with me. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. But when the desire comes, it's like the tree of life. So guys, do me a favor. Take some time and figure out, go through these four questions. By the way, do I have anybody, uh, anybody done an exercise similar to this? Just a quick show of hands. Tom Durfee, Steve Vogel, Sarah, Dan. Do me a favor, jump, just one of you, give me some feedback on what, if you've gone through something similar, and I know many of you um, as part of the Accelerate Coaching Program, I've done this. So uh, Tom Durfee, why don't you jump in? What's been the benefit of you putting your, your vision story together? Uh, Tom, we lost you, buddy. Can't hear you. Um, yeah, we got Mickey Mouse on there. So um, that was good, Tom. I don't know how you did that. It sounded like you did, you, it was a helium voice. All right, um, Dan, I saw you raise your hand. Dan, why don't you jump in here? I know you've been hanging around this event. And I know you've done this. What's What's been the benefit of you putting your vision story together? Uh, just having clarity on where I want to go and asking myself those questions, asking others what they thought and having them bounce back questions and refining that, bringing it to another level. And it's neat when you do a second one, whatever time frame you do that. For my second one, I love the fact that everything became more connected. So I do this action in, in the old one. And then in the new one, it was an action that was more central. It was more about where I was going and everything connected to a bigger purpose. So, uh, you know, as things evolve, uh, you can see such a bigger future and how you can step into it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, Nathan, I see Nathan Brandt. Uh, uh, Nathan uh, joined the, um, the academy a couple months ago. Uh, you'll see in, his, in the chat box, he said it was the most impactful exercise he's done this year. It's invigorated him. He's, Nathan, I appreciate it. Now, you can keep uh, commenting there. But Nathan, uh, Nathan's part of the academy and he just came in and you should see the excitement. By the way, the chemical cocktail was running through his veins every time you saw him because he had clarity. He had purpose. He knew what he was trying to do. He was invigorated. He was doing things that prompted him to do things inside of his business that he wasn't doing before. So Nathan, thank you for sharing that. I appreciate, uh, appreciate you being here. And uh, I think Tom's the one connected you here. So kind of a full circle, but anyway. Um, all right. Any questions or comments on this one before we move forward? All right. Hey, Brent, this is Dawn. I was just going to hop in real quick. Yeah. Um, I have heard, I'm exposed to this content regularly, right? I get to work with you and, and I get to, you know, see these things. And every time I hear it, something different um, pops out at me. And today really what hit me in case it serves someone else well, is that um, for those of you who are list makers and like seeing like the check marks, right? Like checking things off and feeling like I've accomplished some things, this vision exercise on a grand scale allows you to do that in life. Like so often because our goals, our goal is always moving, right? We meet a goal and we set another one and we meet a goal and we set another one, whether we know it or not. Um, and so again, sometimes we don't stop and celebrate what we just did. And when you take time to write down what you want to see in that three to five years or whatever that marker is for you, um, you get to look back at all the all the steps that you hit, all the boxes you checked, all the things that you did, and you get to celebrate those. And sometimes you might not celebrate them in the moment, but later you get to. And so I agree with Nathan. This is the most impactful thing that you can do for yourself. And I don't think it takes very long. Um, so make sure you wrote those questions down and invest some time in that. Yeah. And I, it's a, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Brian, I have a question. So I've been doing this mind map and 
I a lot of times have conflicting uh, goals. So the reason why I say that is because one of my things is I love having parties and getting together with people and um, but those things cost money. And then the other part of my thing is finance to where I'm like, I need to save money so that I can, you know, eventually retire and I have a goal money that I want to get to like set things. So, you know, it's like, okay, I love doing this and like having lots of friends over and, but also I want to save money. So like, and there's like a lot of things that are on my mind map that conflict. So do you ever have that kind of issue and to where like some of your mind map items conflict to where- Why are they conflicting? Because there's a lot of things I do that, um, you know, conflict as far as uh, spending money versus saving money and um, having more time with my kids, but also spending more time here and- yeah. Like I, I don't have all the, the time or I don't have. Yeah, Sarah, here's, um, it's a good question. And um, for the sake of this, um, my recommendation, if some of you struggle with that, here's what I would recommend you do. This is what you desire. So Sarah, rather than having them conflict, what would it take for them not to conflict? Is it possible that you can entertain and still hit your financial goals? If yes, what does it look like? How much profit, how much commission do you need to earn? That's the purpose of this exercise. And you take a look at it. You know, we've had some clients say, hey, I want to buy, I, I want to buy a second home. You see the home there in the middle of their version of special. It could be a second home. Well, how much do you need over the next three years to save up in order to accomplish that? So, or how much do you need to have in the bank in order to, to make that happen? So what it does is it starts to say, when you put the cost of what your vision's gonna, what your version of special costs, then you can start breaking it down. Um, but that's what I would recommend not trying to figure out how to get it done, focus on what. When the what becomes clear, the who and the how will begin to appear. So what I'd recommend, Sarah, in your, that situation is don't figure out how to do it. Don't worry about the conflicts. This is what you want and then put a plan together for making it happen. But that's where, the, and there's some other steps behind this, um, these, these first four in the vision story. But the first point that I would try to make, and this is the purpose of the vision story. This is why vision, that story is the most amazing and powerful tool that exists. Is it possible? And when you start to put your story down on paper, that's when you can start to believe that it's possible. And if you believe that it's possible, then you can start to achieve it. So, all right. Um, so here we go. I'm gonna move in. So those are the first four questions. By the way, if you're interested, um, there's gonna be a link here. And if uh, on our website, we've got, uh, under Accelerate, we've got a vision story document that we will send you. Um, so if you just go and we'll be posting the link for that here periodically uh, during today, because it's, it's part of, uh, we'll talk to you about Accelerate later on, but we want to help you get that vision story incredibly clear. And we've got a document for you that you can click on um, when you click on the link for Accelerate. So, all right. So that was the personal side of it. So building your version of special is incredibly important. Getting it defined, getting it on a piece of paper. And those four questions will help you do that. But as we transition here, what I want to do is, is also utilize storytelling to help you build your business, to help you accomplish the profit. So whatever commissions or profit you need, there's got to be a way in business to help drive that using story. And I'm going to share with you a couple of things that um, just one little tactic that's been incredibly useful for me that I've been using for the better part of, uh, well, over, over a decade now. So um, 
And it is a storytelling. Um, it's using story to grow the business. And you'll notice we talked about the connection offense in here. And at the bottom of this, you see success stories. So as you guys are going and you're here, what I want you to do, this connection offense, this is how you build a radically referable business. So at the center of this, when you see that little, uh, where you see meetings, one-to-one -one meetings, phone calls and events, at the center of that, in the center, there's your inventory of relational assets. Every one of you are here today to either deepen a relationship, enhance a relationship by inviting somebody that you care about. By the way, how many of you invited somebody today? Just a quick show of hands. Nathan's got his hand up. I'm telling you, if you're, this is the event you wanna be inviting people that you care to. This is a way to help your strategic partners build their business. That's why this event exists. But at the core of this, um, when you see that in the middle, the inventory of relational assets, what we're doing is we're spending time with the right people in one-to-one -one meetings. We're on the phone with the right people and we're, we're inviting people to events or using events to deepen relationships. Then we've got social uh, that's happening, social media. We've got handwritten notes. And then there's success stories. And I'm going to focus in today on success stories because it's the one thing that will help you stay connected with the broadest amount of people in my experience. It's the ability to tell stories. See, I'm in the mortgage business. And if I just sent out interest rates to everybody that I knew on a weekly basis, there's not much coming across that's, that's hitting that chemical co cocktail. It's just information. But when we tell a story, we and, and other individuals consume that story it tells how we help. So I'm gonna go through some things with, the, with uh, success stories that have been incredibly useful. And when I say incredibly useful, when I say literally hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of commissions over the last decade, I wouldn't be exaggerating. And I'm not trying to be prideful with that. I, I'm not trying to impress. I'm just saying, I know this works because I've done it. And I'm gonna give you a very simple formula that's been adapted from several of my mentors I'm going to give you a very simple formula. And some of you might say, I'm not a very good writer. You don't have to be a very good writer to tell a story. You just have to write a story. So I'm going to cover this story. This is, uh, this is what we use for success stories. This is the exact formula that we use for our success stories. And for success stories, we use something called the pastor formula. Now, Ray Edwards is a guy um, that is a, a phenomenal copywriter. And this is the framework that he uses and he's used this same framework with guys like Tony Robbins and other significant um, informa info, uh, informational uh, speakers and in people that are selling and do coaching and training. But Ray is a phenomenal trainer. And so when I, I, as a client of his, this pastor formula really resonated. So I'm going to go through this. And pastor is just an acronym. By the way, a pastor, anybody, what, what is a pastor? I know we've got, if you're, if you're a church going, you're, a guide. it's a guide. It's exactly what it is. So if you think about it, you know, pastors, um, pastors lead a tribe. They lead a, you know, they shepherd a herd. Um, that's what they do. That's the definition of it. They are leaders. They're a guide. So when you have an inventory of relational assets, also known as a database, you've got a list of people that you communicate with on a consistent basis. If you utilize this framework, you will be communicating with them on what you do and how you help without sounding self-promotional. Okay, so I'm gonna go through this. So there's six steps to this. First thing is a P. You've gotta be able to identify a person, a problem and a pain that they're having. It's real simple. I want you to think about your last client. Describe the person, who were they? 
Get detailed. What problem were they, what problem were they having? What pain were they experiencing? And then the key to that is then what, what was the client aspiring to accomplish or what would have happened had you not been involved? There's also the amplify is what most people usually go through. You can either say, hey, they, you can describe what aspirations they had or amplify the pain that they're having. And the pain that they're having is the problem you solve. It, you will become the solution to that, which is the S. What is the solution to the problem that they're having? So you identify a person that's having a problem that has aspirations or, or you amplify the situation they're in. Then you tell a story, a solution, or you convey a system. What did you do to help? And in our case, we simply, you know, and we use this all the time in our mortgage practice. And the, and the formula is pretty simple. Debbie was a single mom looking to get pre-qualified for a loan. She ran into a problem with something. She was devastated because she wasn't going to be able to get her kids into the right school district. When Debbie talked to her realtor, a realtor suggested, so then the story, the solution, what did we do? Debbie's realtor suggested that she reach out to the McRae mortgage team. Then we do what we do. So we just kind of walk people through a story. And then what we do is once you've conveyed the story, the next thing is you say, what was the transformation or the testimonial? Now, you guys, if you've been hanging around me for a while or if you're members of the academy and you've jumped in, we tell you how to get great testimonials. I believe the testimonial is a phenomenal way. So how many of you have had a client praise you in the last 30 days? Raise your hand if a client has given you a compliment in the last 30 days. Tina's raising her hand. Susan's raising her hand. Come, raise them high. Yeah, there we go. So if you've had a client affirm you or give you a compliment, that's a form of a testimonial. My encouragement to you is to take those things and build everything. Every, ask every one of the questions around that testimonial. The first place we start is this. As soon as we get a client compliment, we then go tell the story. What was the per, who was the person? What were their aspirations? Or what was the problem they were, we amplify the problem. We build a story around the testimony. That's where we start. That's a hidden little tip or trick. But some people say, I don't know where to start with success stories. Start with your last compliment that a client gave you. All right. And then the O is real simple. You've got to ask for something. It's important to use this trigger. Who do you know? So I want you to imagine you've written a story. We talked about Debbie. Debbie was struggling to get pre-qualified. She needed to get her kid into a, a certain school district. And without being able to buy a house, she wasn't going to be able to do that. Then you tell what, what did you do to help assist in that situation? It ends in success. You get a testimonial from Debbie. And then you write the testimonial around and candidly, that's where we start. So if you've got clients, if you're new in the business, um, get, a, get a compliment first. Get a testimonial from your clients first. If you're already in business, chances are you've already had testimonials. You just didn't know what to do with it. Use this copywriting technique, this storytelling technique 
to tell a story about it. But then once you do all that, you're going to say, as you're sending, because what you do is you're just writing copy and then you're sending this, you're sharing this with your database. And there's an offer and an ask. Who do you know, like Debbie, that could use help getting the mortgage they deserve? That's a simple, that's a simple ask. That's a really simple ask. Who do you know? Out of all the people you know, who's the next person you know? Could be somebody like Debbie that's looking to get the right house in the right location for her family. So what we're doing is we're trying to, we're, we're, we're trying to trigger some specific responses. And then what we want to do is have them actually respond. What's the call to action? So what we do is we, we have an ask, who do you know? And then we have a response, what we want them to do if they know somebody. Now, in our case, this is going out via email. Some of you might be posting this on social media. Some of you might be sending out postcards. The great thing is when you tell a great story about a client situation, a successful client situation, and you build a story around that, that triggers that chemical cocktail and the people that already know, like, and trust you, referrals start flowing in. But it requires a good call to action. So in ours, and you know, we said, if, if, if they have someone that they should talk to, what action do you want the reader or the person consuming, reading the story, what do you want them to do? In our case, it's really simple. And we'll ask a question, who do you know, that, like Debbie, that's looking, that needs help getting the mortgage that they deserve? Please, and then our response, what we want them to do, we train them on what to do. Please feel free to forward their contact information to us when we'll be happy to reach out and give them the intentional service they deserve. That's how we usually end our, our, our response. We want, personally, the way we want that information is we want permission to reach out to them. If not, we'll, we, sometimes we'll say, please feel free to have them reach out to us. But we really would prefer the permission to reach out. So that's what we do is we ask them, we give them a very specific call to action. What, in an ideal situation, what do you want the reader, the person consuming the story that you're telling about how you help, how you are the guide, and you're making clients heroes? How do you want them to respond and be very specific with that? So that's it. So I see the chat box is going on. Don, I'm going to jump back over to you. Is there anything in the chat box I need to, to, to discuss or questions to be answered? Thanks, so, O'Brien. There were some questions about inventory of relational assets, and some of our radically referable academy members um, jumped in there to let people know that's the same as a database. And then just talking about questions, right? That we've talked about the portfolio of quality questions before. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I dropped one of the questions that you mentioned over there in the chat box, and people were appreciative of that. Um, sometimes it's just about learning how you're going to start the conversation so that you can develop and put your your pastor formula together for your success story. Yeah. So I think you covered it. Good. All right. So these guys, what we're trying to do is in, in each case, what I want you to do is I want you to think about, we've covered two. So we've had one application, which is storytelling. Excuse me. We've had one concept. We've we had one concept, which is storytelling. We've had two applications, one personally. We gave you four questions to ask yourself. And then when it came to business, we gave you six questions. Who's the person? What was their aspirations? 
What would have happened had you not been involved? You'll notice that each one of these are questions. If you treat them as questions and just start answering them, you'll be able to build the copy that you're looking for in this situation. But if you just start answering questions, you start asking yourself these questions, your brain goes to work on it. You will come up with something, I promise you. So that's the pastor framework. And that again, um, has anybody, just a quick show of hands. How many of you, anybody on the call implemented the, uh, the success story framework in their business? I know Sarah has, she's helping us on the team. Anybody else? Nathan has, what were the, Tom has, what's been, what kind of results have you seen? I'll have to admit that uh, this is something I was better at doing in, in the past and our referrals were much more abundant and we've kind of swayed away from it. So this is a great reminder to get back to that and actually don't forget to ask, don't forget to do that, that call to action, that response. Don't be afraid to, to ask because I think that often we put stories out there, but then we don't ask. So we've had great success with it. We're going to circle back around to that success, definitely. Good. Brian, I just wanted to add something, um, what I've started to do. This is Diane Finestead, yeah. everyone. Uh, good morning, everybody. Uh, I, I What I've done is when, because most of my business has transformed um, since the pandemic to the phone only or Zoom, and so one of the things I'll ask of my, you know, whoever my client, if it's my client or referral, whatever, whoever I'm talking to on the phone, if you guys call me, I'll probably do this to you too. But when they'll call, I'll say, well, what's going on with your day? What's happening in your day? And then they'll say, you know, blah, blah, blah has happened in my day, or I'm doing this, or I'm doing that, or yeah. whatever. And I'll say, well, I just got off the phone with a, with a client. I need to tell you about it. I still need to decompress before I completely can center on you. This is what happened. And then I tell them how I've saved them money or what problem I solved for them. And I tell them the story. I'll say, now, what's your story? And then they'll go into everything because they'll, you know, they will have, you know, at that time, their guard is dropped. They know that I'm a normal person and I'm a real person. And, and so that's how I've inserted the stories, not necessarily in writing so much, but on the phone yeah. in the first part of the conversation. So I just want to say thank you and just cheer you guys on for doing the same thing. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that, Diane. I'm going to go back to this slide. Um, because what Diane just mentioned is absolutely, see, when you start to understand the framework, and by the way, we gave you a context of actually writing copy, but to Diane's point, it absolutely works when you're on the phone. She just mentioned, when you start to learn how to tell a story about how you serve clients, it changes the game. Because I'm going to be careful what I say here, but many straight commission sales professionals or small business owners, whenever you meet them for the first time, they immediately show up and they start selling on their competence, not how they serve. In the mortgage business, we're renowned for it. If you've ever met with a mortgage person or you see a commercial about mortgages, what do they talk about? We got low rates, we got low fees, and we can close fast. They talk about their competence. Now, I'm not saying that that doesn't work. It just isn't very fulfilling and it doesn't work as well as story. Remember, a 13,000% increase in the, in the perceived value of something in this little bitty globe based off of story. When we don't tell stories, we're limiting what our income could be. So what I want you to do is the framework here, that pastor framework, when you can start to, when, I just want you to imagine, 
your top strategic partner, you're meeting with them, potential strategic partner. Here's somebody who could refer you time and time again. The relationship sitting across from you, you've just gotten an introduction to them, they're sitting down and you start to ask them some quality questions, which we talked about. And, and one of the questions you're hoping to ask is how do you help? And rather than talking about your core competence and saying, here's the products we have, here's the services we have, tell them a story about how you serve. Tell them a story about how you serve. In this case, now, by the way, Debbie is hypothetical, um, but I could tell a story about Debbie because we've helped thousands of Debbies over 20 years. But if I can break it down, there's one story, literally, I'll give you an example. We had a client that we were to help in a unique situation. We told that story in a success story. One of my financial advisors that refers us time and time again referred it. He says, you know what? That story stuck with me. He read a story that I didn't have a chance to convey to him because I can't convey every client story to every one of my strategic partners. But because I sent it out via email, he remembered it. He's like, that's what I love about you guys. And I wasn't talking about interest rates. I wasn't talking about loan programs. I wasn't talking about any of that. I was talking about how we serve. And that's why he, that's how he remembered us and why he continues to refer us. So I'm just encouraging you, get the stories down. So, all right. So I hope that is useful. By the way, give me a thumbs up uh, on, on the usefulness, storytelling, the context of being able to take storytelling and use it in two applications. Cecilia, all right, Tom, good. Thank you, Nathan. I appreciate it. All right, so there's the context. Um, so again, um, we've got one concept, two applications, one personal, one professional. I hope that the power of story will help you drive to higher and better results. So, well, there you have it. Another Mastermind Project podcast. We wanna thank you for being here and investing in yourself. Uh, that's the key to growth because we know that growth doesn't happen accidentally. It happens intentionally. So thank you for investing in yourself. We hope that you found something here useful. As a matter of fact, it's our desire that you've heard something from this podcast that would make a difference if you implement it in your business. And we know that success favors the speed of implementation. Take a note, take action on something that you've learned here. It'll make a difference. We'd love to hear about it. So, and you can also join us and tell us a little bit about it at our next live event. And you can register for that at www.briankmcrae.com, www.briankmcrae.com. We've got our mastermind event scheduled there and you can join us virtually uh, at our next event on the third Thursday of the month. So for this time and until next time, study things that matter, practice things that matter and teach things that matter to people who care. Appreciate you.